Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. I skip Jack. Skip, <laughs> skip Jack? It's, What's kind a, of, it's a sailboat. Oh. It's got a sailboat. I don't mind that. Yeah. Despite the fact that I retired yeah, this I was bit say, last didn't week, you give up on I that? brought it back. So it's just good. Well, you got to come up with a good one. It's yeah. going to be whimsical. Yeah. If I have one, I'm going to open with that. If I don't. Somewhere I have a picture of me. I was I was on a work trip. I was in Kansas, for God's sake. And I'm standing next to a, a, road, a, a roadside sign that says Easy Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I Boy, I that road sign really knows you. Yeah, yeah. It was really kind of funny. So there's a bit, I'm standing next to it with a big old smile mm. on my face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So uh, we said in the, I said in one of the podcasts, entries or whatever, that they can't all be about murder. Or you said they can't all be about murder. Well, but you know. They kind of can be. There's no show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it. <laughs> yep. We got to do it. We yeah. always forget. Can you give us a quick review? Reviews. Please go in and review yeah. us. Give us give us uh, a good review. It really helps. On every, every medium that you're on. But a, a review on Spotify, especially, and the other big ones that were on I, the I, biggins. Audible and all, all of them. Because we're on them all now. What are we, 41st in like Thailand or something like uh, that? I think we dropped off. The uh, our, we one dropped off. Our, our one listener See, the one <laughs> listener dropped off. The, Hi, Myrna in Work County. How you doing, hon? Anyway. <laughs> Okay, let's go ahead. Hey, sweetie. Uh, okay, so this is uh, Forensic Files, season fourteen. Forensic Files, season episode 14. three. Episode three. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. All right, so we are out in beautiful, lovely Palo Alto, California. I've never been. It's the birthplace of Silicon Valley. <gasps> Ooh. And the per capita income, household income in Palo Alto, is three times the national average. It Ooh. is a very classy town. And it is the home to Ken Fitzhugh and his charming wife, Christine. Christine is a school music teacher, very, very popular. And he is described as being a real estate consultant. And I don't even know what that is. Well, uh, as was always with these shows, they're, 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 they're trying to condense the story down to, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. So they're trying to, you yeah. know. He, a real estate consultant. Yeah, he, he, Couldn't he just said realtor? I don't know, but it didn't seem like they were, that he worked yeah. with the way it was described. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. one day in 2000, he gets a uh, phone call. They didn't say what time of year it was. And uh, it's from her school, the high school where she teaches. And they said she never came in and she is always super punctual. And so Ken grabs a couple of coworkers. Oh, they were in the car with him already. Yes, they were already in the car with him. And they head over to the house and they go inside and they find her where? At the bottom of the steps. At the bottom of the and steps. And it was really funny because when you sent this one to me, you said, Stay, oh my God, stairs again or something oh, like that. Oh, it's not. It gets worse. It's a, <laughs> it gets worse. We get a little clip of the 911 call, and this woman behaves the way I think you're supposed to behave on a 911 call. This is from Mr. Avenue. What's going on? Somebody has just fallen down the stairs. She fell down the stairs with her head. Is she still breathing? I don't think so. Just the facts, ma'am. Why do you need it? A woman who fell down the stairs. Is she is she still breathing? I don't think she right, is. You know, yeah. she was very Well, she she is she has have a dog in fight. She's just like something's wrong. Somebody get over here. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean she she wasn't freaking out. Right. You know, you, you, the, a lot of a lot of the bad actors do the performance and uh well, but I we mean, get to him. He, he But he, it is he, interesting he, though. <laughs> I want to get off on a side key a little side note here. It is interesting though with the different personalities, there's got to be some way to figure out the people who are dramatic and hmm. like the people who are like look at me, look at me versus the people 
What I'm trying to say is, is like there's somebody who's going to be overly dramatic. Oh, for uh, me versus, oh my God, I just found somebody at the bottom of the yeah, steps. I, so I wonder how much of that translate when there's an, 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 an actual an emergency. Actual I don't emergency. know. Because I think people who know you, you can be a real hair, you know, your hair's on fire over the smallest thing. Oh, and definitely. then a 911 call, you're, you're, you know, but I think a lot of people be like, oh, Jack could be a mess. He'd no, be a hysterical mess. But no, I'm be. actually in real big, in the past, yeah. I've always been relatively calm in, a, in, a, in an emergency situation. Yeah, well, you can hang with this chick because she was but there's a ton of blood and we already know from all of our other stairs accidents i am rolling my eyes so hard right off the bat the uh inspectors are saying the scene looks fishy first of all her right shoe is halfway back up the staircase on the left side of the staircase it didn't make any sense why it would be there the Um, shoes come in later she has apparently hit her head on what looks like a full-scale replica of the, the Liberty Bell. I know, yeah. It was a ship's bell. They said and, that. Yeah, and they kept so, it at the bottom of the stairs, and it's so gigantic. So let's put a big metal item right by the stairs so you'll hit your head on it. <laughs> it brings new and deadly meaning really? to the expression. It really rang her bell. <laughs> Oh, God, you worked hard. Oh, bravo. Thank you. Bravo. I had that one Ladies locked and, and loaded. Gentlemen, he worked very hard on that one. So Ken has very helpfully told the investigators that she was wearing dangerous shoes. He uses the words dangerous. He said that she was wearing some sort of dangerous black shoes that she had tripped on once before. That the guys really keyed in on that. They were like, huh? The investigators were in that home for days trying to piece this together because it was just not making sense. I wonder if the average person realizes if a death happens in your home uh-huh. that you have to leave so that the yeah. police can investigate. I, I, don't, I think a lot on. of people don't. I think Kenneth made a lot of assumptions about how this was going to go down. Obviously. And all of them were wrong. In the Michael Peterson case, which we did, which has so many similarities to this, I, it made me scream. <laughs> uh, the forensic pathologist in that group was Dr. Radish, and we have an equally and unfortunately named pathologist for oh, this case, no. Dr. Gregory Schmunk. She had seven lacerations to the back of her head, and those were at multiple angles. What it told us was she had some type of impact to the back of her head, multiple blows. At that point, we knew there was no way that she got that many wounds falling down the stairs. He says that uh, she has been hit in the head seven times, Oof. exactly the same amount of times both of Peterson's victims. So is that victims. a rage number? I don't know. Is it seven? Yeah, it's a good one. A rage number. Is it's, that a rage number? Seven. Because I'm trying to think, like, most people have, like, the numbers they choose are, are like, like, when you knock on a door... I do five. One, two, three, four, five. So, but I know there's people who do three. So I'm trying to think like if that number, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so if I'm going to be angry, it's just interesting that several of these that we've done, it's seven. Yeah. That's so bizarre. It is. Well, it was, it, yeah. And it was seven with both of his, with, with Peterson's and now with with this. So Palo Alto, of course, is shocked because they don't have that kind of, you <gasps> know. Nothing like, things like that don't happen yeah, here. That's such a cliche. Well, you know, you don't think everybody it says a, that. It, it is. It's just, it's a cliche. Not in this neighborhood. So the lead detective on the case is Mike Denson, and he has told everybody, comb the fuck out of that house. I said, I want the crime scene team to go in this house. And I want them to start on it, and I want them on their hands and knees to crawl through this whole place. I want you to find any evidence of what has occurred here. And they do, and they find some shit. So they know she was killed sometime between 1220 
and 140 because they have a receipt from Pete's Coffee Roasters. So she had at, left the house to get coffee. She went out to get her breakfast, apparently. Okay. And 12:20, so she, they have a receipt time stamp 12:20, and they got the 911 call at 1:40. So they know she, the murder had to happen during that time. And the little reenactment people, you know how you always like to discuss the reenactment sure people. Sure do. The uh, two one is they had she uh, her car or her car was parked on the driveway. It was a white BMW, which uh-huh. I thought was interesting. And two, the little dude that was playing the the our our Kenneth our our Ken? guy mm-hmm. looked. Very much like him. Did you notice that? I was going to say, I did not think he looked oh, like him. Oh, I thought he, with the white hair and the shape of the body I and didn't, everything. His hair, his hair wasn't, had too much color in it, and I thought he was a lot better looking. Reenactment Ken was kind of handsome. Real, <laughs> real life Ken's kind of, right, no. Real life Ken, yeah, kind of, yeah. But, <laughs> but I thought, when I saw I was like, oh, that looks just like him. So Yeah. Um, not yeah, attractive funny. or not attractive, I just thought, oh, that looks like him. No, you, I thought, I, I would, yeah, no, reenactment when he's Ken. Walking across the, when he's walking across the driveway? Yeah, no. I thought. Because I was like, is that, that the actual footage? I, I actually, I thought that might be actual footage. But no, anyway, no. okay, never mind. So yeah. anyway, there's a uh, there's been a spate of daytime burglaries in the neighbor in the months preceding which made, this, which I thought was so. interesting that they brought that up. That seemed awfully suspicious. Do you think it's possible? Just between you and me and the fence post, I'm putting no real yeah. uh, that, that this got that this is something he did. No, I don't think it was. Or, um, or but they, that gave they, him the idea. They said that this was premeditated. That may have emboldened him because the other um, burglaries, there was no sign of forced entry, but stuff was taken. And this one, there was no sign of forced entry. She dead and nothing taken. Well, but think about it. If there was a legitimate, uh, I'm assuming a, a, a low-end burglar, you know, just going in to see what they can get, and they accidentally kill the woman, you know, uh-huh. they're going to get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so, shit. You know. The investigators are confused because there's no blood on the stairs and there's no blood on the walls. And how cookie cutter is this getting? It's driving That's me nuts. Funny. And we have forensic blood spatter expert. I know you love the word forensic oh, in there. God, yes. Robert Freed. And I'm just wondering one of these days, I hope they get Dexter. Whenever a beating takes place, when blood comes to the surface, subsequent blows start to disperse that blood. And it causes blood to be spattered onto the surrounding surfaces. Those characteristic patterns weren't seen down in the basement. So they deduce that she wasn't killed there. And since they've gone over the house with a fine-tooth comb, the they have found spots of blood on the bottom of the kitchen table and the stool that was next to it. So then they bring in the magical luminol, and guess what? You know what? It's really funny. This story actually made me look this up. I've said in the past that if anybody ever looked at my search, you know, the things <laughs> yeah, I searched, it is. How, how bad it would look. <laughs> and I actually looked up what will luminol does luminol there's lots of things that show up with luminol not mm-hmm. just blood but yeah. there's other things that show up with luminol and i was thinking does does luminol only affect human blood does it affect animal blood and i was actually like does luminol affect you know and like and after i typed a couple i was like oh jesus yeah. here we go again it's gonna look real bad I when they know, get, I know, when they I know. start diving in after i'm found in suspicious <laughs> circumstances oh, the bottom of the stairs oh good lord no <laughs> so, no no uh they uh the 
the luminol, there's blood everywhere. And it's in the kitchen and it's on the wall and it looks like it's been mopped because up. Because it's and, been cleaned. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you to the naked eye, that. the house looks spotless. They said that to spotless. the naked eye. And the lum- they were like, it was everywhere. So, it lit up like a Christmas tree. I believe the guy said that. We learn that they've got a storybook life going. They've got this really nice do. house in Palo Alto. Palo Alto. They inherited a couple of million dollars from Ken's parents. Everything's going great. And do you see that picture of him with the white turtleneck? It's wow. such a bad look. We find out in reality that through several failed business ventures, mismanagement, and, and just lavishly. wild overspending, they are virtually penniless. Oof. And their house of cards is about to come down. And she has told some of her friends that she's thinking of just selling the house, taking her half, and saying, toodles, Ken. It was fun. It was real, but it wasn't real fun kind of thing. <laughs> Isn't it interesting to think that like he had no clue... That she's already talking to people like, well, you know. I don't know. Girls, women tell their best friends stuff. I would assume so. But on that same sense, like, they looked like a storybook romance. But obviously, you know. I'm doing some pre, uh, some, some. uh, Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing here. You know, it looked like a storybook romance, but there were some other issues going on. So for him to be like. You know, no one's going to think I'm doing a hand gesture here like I'm a, oh, no one's going to think anything. Like, no, well, the, you you got a reputation already, people. Well, he didn't. And that actually, at one point, and we'll get there in a second. So one of the investigators is at the house, notices the picture of the kids. And the oldest son, Justin, looks nothing like the other kids. And when you see the picture, I think, you know, he does look different. But I don't know if I would have said, like, because I've known a lot of families where the kids all look different. Maybe maybe I'm looking at something I didn't realize. <laughs> but in an interview ken refers to him as her oldest son yeah her son our yeah. oldest son yeah her oldest son graduates from college in a couple weeks she wanted to be there for that too it's really a sad time he said her older son is he not your son no he's our son so this is when the needle comes flying off the record. That's very telling. And later, right. when he claims to not know what we've come to find out, you're like, no, buddy, you knew. You know, he knew. There's no way he couldn't have known what we're about question, to talk about. If this question came up, why would you lie about that at that point? Yeah. Like, oh, they're asking. They might know something. Yeah. Don't lie. So the, the the whole time they're doing this investigation, they're not telling him anything. He thinks it's being investigated as an accident. Right. So he's a, he's oblivious to the, the blood spatter analysis, the, everything else that's going on. So now we learn that they lived back in San Diego in the 1960s, and Ken was befriended this guy, Robert Brown. They both worked in the aerospace industry. So Robert and Ken and Christine start hanging out. And Christine kind of falls for Robert. Robert falls for her. And they have a years-long affair that I think Ken was quasi-aware of. That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, kind you... of just yeah. like looking the other way. She gets pregnant. It's from Robert. It's not from Ken. And, and when so... you see the pictures of Robert, you're like, oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see it, right? <laughs> big so, old hair. They got a big, big, he's a totally different physical shape yeah. of the other two. Yeah, He towers over his dad, yeah. or suppo- his real dad. His, not his, he towers over his this guy, Ken. Can. And imagine these poor kids, they were unaware of this. Yeah. Their mother is killed. They find out it's their father. And then, oh, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Junior, you're not really the kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not really my, well, oh. She, what she was going to do, they were, it was his college graduation was coming up. And what she was planning on doing was uh, bringing Robert 
to the graduation along with Ken and then letting everybody know at the graduate, this is the worst idea ever, Christine, and then telling the kid at his graduation that this is his actual biological dad and what a great, how she thought that was going to go well. I I mean, was she, I don't, was she high? I've heard stories like this before. I, I, uh, a story, a family story of, of, you know, where the girl found out on her wedding day that she wasn't the biological child of the parents. Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that to that poor person? (laughs) That idea, Christine, (laughs) but that never came to be. So, uh, now they're showing, um, they, again, they have not told Ken anything about the, the autopsy where she, she's been hit seven times in the head and she's been strangled. Sloppy work, Ken overkill. And they were going to find this out. He's not doing a very good job of playing the bereaved husband. I must have told her six times to get rid of the black shoes, and then she bought some red ones just like them. And she'd, she'd get dressed and she'd say, how do I look? And I'd say, well, fine, except I wouldn't wear those damn black shoes. You're going to fall. And there they were on the stairs. So he's just, he's too calm. He's going on about the shoes, but then they come back to him and I laughed out loud at this one. I said, did you? I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. I would, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't laugh like funny laugh. I I was like, oh, you. I believe the words that came out of my you've got to be fucking good. Uh, right. If you thought Amy Bosley and Michael Patterson were bad, oh. get a load of this. Then I saw the black shoes. The goddamn black shoes! <laughs> Did you see his tiny hands clenched yes. in a fit of rage? And you know those det- how like the, the the detectives having to play it cool, like we know something's going on it, here. Yeah. And just like, oh come it on. It was really bad. So the investigators weirdly note that Ken has absolutely no history of violence. He's got no arrests. He doesn't have a reputation as being an aggressive person. And they're worried that a jury might not convict him on what they've got as circumstantial evidence. And I'm like... I, it seems so compelling. He doesn't know what they've got, but we, the viewer, know that they've got the blood spatter evidence. They know about the financial crisis. They know about um, the kid and everything else. But uh, so they feel they need to get more. They right. go. They go into his SUV and under and his chair. And of course, chair, as soon as they said that, go ahead. Why would he hold on? To, tell him why? They why? Why would you? He had at least a day or two. At least a day or two. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he couldn't have stopped for gas somewhere and put it in a garbage can, yep. thrown it out the window? They found, on a, they found oh the my God. bloody sneakers, a bloody shirt, and a paper towel with blood. And it's Close, all hers. They check towel. it. Yeah, and, uh, uh, oh, my God. And then, of course, when they did the, the Luminol stuff, the pattern, the, the, pattern on the, the sneakers. shoes matched. The thing, and I'm like... Why would you hold well, on to he that? He claims that the blood on the shirt and the shoes and the paper towel was from a gardening accident. She had suffered the price. Enough pre- to cover. Shoes, pants, shirt. Yep. So they called over to the morgue and they said, look at her hands. Does she have any injuries in the doctor's No. No. Oh. Uh, I the- did. I That was one of those ones where I'm like, I was by myself watching. And I'm like... Oh, come on! It's like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me! And the blood spatter expert says that the blood on the sneaker is dilute blood, and he explains how they can tell that. Dilute blood is often easy to recognize because when it dries, the edge of the stain will be darker than the center of the stain. So as he was cleaning the crime scene for quite a while, he was mopping up and it got in there. And, and Isn't it, just... it interesting to think, though, like, think of how many times you've cut your finger while you're cooking or, uh-huh. or whatever, and you've gotten blood on the whatever, on uh-huh. the floor, on the counter, and you just, 
I don't know about other people. You wipe it up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you know if you're if you're. I, well, it's not a crime scene. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I'm thinking is, is so so. But think about this. So you're you're cutting celery. Chop 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 chop. And you nip <laughs> and you chop off your finger. And you do a real because I've done it. I know. And you get a really bad cut on your thumb, and 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 blood goes everywhere. So I immediately in the past I've wrapped up my thumb, and then I've taken like a paper towel or what, yeah. and just kind of wiped Where, up. Where's what this I, going? What? Because I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> uh, you wipe up the blood and then you just kind of keep on going. Yeah. So right now, if you went up to my kitchen and did the <laughs> luminol, are you telling me that my kitchen countertop is going to be just bright light with luminol? No. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That would be kind of interesting to do, just to see. See how much blood you see. <laughs> because I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm what I, I jokingly refer to myself as a bleeder. Uh-huh. Like my pillowcases, I'm caught little spot spots of blood. I'm constantly picking scabs. Yeah, you are. My, you are. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like if you like, I don't like white sheets uh-huh. because. I'm going to have little spots and yeah. stains all I over. Probably the, I get cut the most maybe nicking myself shaving, but I well, do get see, the odd well, cut. Yeah, but for me, it's always like bug bites that I've itched too much, or and I'm constantly cutting myself on stuff. Uh. So that's what I said. That, so my que- So what I was trying to get to how much, how much blood is, is on your you board? if you use Luminol like in my bedroom or it... Bedroom, Jesus, how terrifying is that? And, uh, <laughs> I was going to go there and then yeah, I decided yeah, yeah. against but it. But if you, if, you, if you used Luminol in my kitchen, my kitchen is very small and I've cut myself at least once a month yeah. for the last 20 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. How much blood is going to shine with the luminol in my, in my kitchen? <laughs> now, that basic information is something I knew years ago. So how come these idiots do this shit with massive amounts of blood that they think they're just going to wipe Ken was right aware, up? I don't think Ken was aware of luminol. I, I don't think I think a lot How of people aren't you, aware of it. A I lot guess, of people aren't. I guess too many people now watch all the. Crime yeah, I mean, shows. it was only twenty know. years ago. So the morning of the the crime, he said he was up in Belmont, which is about forty minutes north of Palo Alto, and so they go and they pull up his cell phone pings Thank God and for cell oh, phones. I noticed in the the uh, forensic files, I was really disappointed with you when you do a reenactment. I did a little research of my own. He was clearly on a Motorola Razor phone. That phone did not come out until two thousand and four. So there's no. No way that Ken Fitzhugh is using a razor cell phone in 2000. Oh, you're tighten it up, forensic files. Oh, you're being silly. That's funny. His cell phone pings uh, were not in Belmont. They were in. He was in Palo Alto the whole morning. So they've got him. So they figure his 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 motive is they finally you know the way they like to. Oh, and the way they described it too. He went to look at a piece of property that was kind of like isolated. Yeah, nobody saw. Nobody could prove. And 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 then they also said the pigs never showed that he was there. Yeah, no, not no. even like the pigs like when they like during his call. No, he never even left right. the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, they like to, you know, they're, you always hear in cop shows or crime shows, he had motive, you know? Well, what was the motive? The motive was life insurance. The motive was uh, the wife. Right. And it, so they decided his motive was secrecy because he didn't want the divorce. He didn't want people knowing he wasn't the father of their eldest son. And he didn't want the embarrassment of everybody knowing, which was about to become public, that they had Bro. squandered their money yeah. and they weren't going to be able, you know, they were. So they've got him. The year after all of this, he's convicted. He gets a minimum of 15 years for second degree murder. They figured he um, came back, parked down the street. Walked in, got her at the breakfast table. She was having breakfast. Slammed her head into the table, then slammed her head against the edge of the stool, the sharp edge of it, and then he strangled her. 
And then he dragged her downstairs. And then he dragged her down the stairs. And, and threw and sp- the shoes and the clothes. Yeah. And he tried to make it look like she fell down the stairs. And zip. then he spent apparently like an hour wiping up the blood and everything. And, and he did a good job. He, they were no, impressed. But think about this, though. He worked in the aerospace uh, field. He's not a dummy. Mm-hmm. How could he be this stupid? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he gets 15 years. And he go. you know where he goes? He goes to San Quentin. <laughs> and I still don't understand second degree. They yep. have too much on him for him to have gotten second degree. I think, I now this is just my own personal little uneducated opinion on this. I think sometimes they throw that out there so that the, the person will be like, okay, I take I'll it. take the deal rather than oh, go yeah. up. There's that, but I read the definition of second degree murder versus first degree, and I couldn't make sense of it. I, I thought I first degree is well, pre- no, because premeditated is different than first degree, isn't it? Well, I think pre- premeditation is a part of first degree murder. It but was how? a premeditated murder. It was that not is in- so premeditated. So I thought second. I thought second degree was impulsive killing. You know, it was sort of like, oh, he just flew off and you know he killed right, her impulsively. Right, I thought right, that right, was right. second degree murder. Apparently not. We're not very good for such, for crime show people. Well, but, but, but but that's not something because those are all legal legal. Uh, legalese. Right. We're not concerned about that. We're like, what would you, this guy's broke. He He's still going to lose all the money he, or he's going to, he's gonna, he's lost all of his money. He's doing this for the life insurance money to well, save face. I don't know if he, they, they never mentioned they life insurance. Didn't, yeah, they never mentioned that. But if he did, ha- if she did have life insurance, he's not he would not get it. Of course not. So you, you, you get that, right? Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> and I did a little research on life insurance. You can get what is called simple life insurance right. for a spouse or yourself. You have to sign it. It doesn't need to be notarized. Even if and you it have do- it on the other person? Yes, they have to sign it too. So that's how our friend last week, what's her name, Stager, oh. was able to get life insurance on her husband. But I always thought that there were life insurance, uh, and there's a, there's a term for it, where a husband and a wife or couples or yeah. whatever can go in and it's a right of survivorship a policy or something uh, like you that. You have to show- And then someone told me that that's not possible because it's- uh, life. My understanding is life insurance policies by insurance companies. It's kind of an ins- it's kind of a gamble because they're trying to get you to not meet the qualifications of the life insurance so that they don't have to give out the big payout. They don't want to make the payouts, and they also the the simplified life insurance policies. You don't have to have a medical exam, which is a big one for the ones where you have to go in and that. And know- then of course I don't even I don't even begin to understand the difference between whole term, whole life, blah, blah, right. blah. Because all I, my insurances, all my life insurance policies... Through work. My multiple life insurance policies, which are all uh, accounted for for different people, so there, no one's going to get enough money that makes it worthwhile. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, are through my work, and I don't, you know, like, when you no longer work, do you still get the full benefits of that because you're working i don't it's the life insurance scam the life insurance any insurance for that matter oh i'm going off on a whole tangent on insurance well what i wanted to say yes so you can do that and you you insurance companies are not going to give you insurance on someone unless you can show that you will uh suffer financially from their death they don't want to they don't want to monetize someone early demise to give you money um so that's how stager did it so i have to believe that there was insurance on this guy but on on her but they didn't they didn't mention it but i it's got to be in it's got to be right well if she was a school teacher there had to have been a simple policy yeah school but he didn't collect any of it goes there uh ramirez closes it out with the observation uh this you never really know what's going on behind closed doors you never really know 
what people's lives are like. They, they have a face, they present a face well, but you scratch below the surface, and sometimes you find these ugly things that, that are going on. And it was one that you made earlier. You really just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And so that Hell's Kitchen, I Forensic Files, right. I get it. Hell, she was murdered I mean, in the kitchen. Think, get think it? Of, yeah, that's very good. Think about, though, think about, haven't you, has this ever happened to you where you know a couple or you know a family or whatever, and you're almost not jealous, but you're like, God, they just, yep. they just have the life. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. Yep. And then one little thing goes wrong and their whole lives come crumbling oh, yeah, down. Yeah, and I'm scary. not even talking like death or dying. I'm talking like, you know, like an accident or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all seen it. And, and it's so bizarre to me that that uh, uh, your your image, your 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 persona, or whatever mm-hmm. the word is, mm-hmm. is that important to you that you would be willing to go through all this? Yeah. I will say to you know, if you are in an unhappy relationship, I don't care what the get, just, just go, leave. Just, just leave. go. Don't kill people. Just leave. It's never a good idea to kill someone, <laughs> well, especially oh, under these circumstances. Oh, I wasn't even going there. I was just saying for your own mental. mental <laughs> yeah, just walk away. <laughs> um, so I followed up. I wanted to try to get a picture of his mugshot to see how he's faring. Yeah, but since this was back in two thousand, yeah, he would have gotten chance. out by two thousand fifteen. Was his uh, earliest parole. He was given compassionate parole in two thousand. 2012. For what? He had an incurable disease. They, they didn't disclose it, but he died in 2013. Uh, well, uh, that's too bad for him. I uh, didn't get a chance to do research on this one. Yeah, that was so, all there was. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty cut and dry. So other than him killing his wife, I think he had a pretty clean rap sheet. Yeah, but <laughs> other, I mean, you know, than that, other how, than that. How was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just, again, I go back to he was an intelligent man. He worked in the aerospace yeah. industry. This was just really you know, bad. And it's like... You Did he think, think that they were not going to find the blows on her skull? And every well, was so not even close to being consistent with the fall. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm giving him credit for being smart. Hmm. So like maybe I well, mean because I'm like well I'm an idiot and I know that's stupid. Yeah. So you know that's that's not my little walnut brain. I, well, that's not going to make sense when she falls down the stuff. I, I, you yeah. know it doesn't. I don't. Time get and it. time again, these guys they're they're just shooting from the hip and they're like I I'm just going to say this happened and I hope they believe me. <laughs> you know and you're dealing you're you're dealing with a human's life not only the yes. person you killed but your own. You know when they figure and these see, things out, well, you know you're going away. And my my Bar. own like self preservation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck. You. I'm Cartman. Fuck you guys. I'm going. I'm going yeah, I'm not like I'm not dealing with this. So this happened about two years after Peterson back in Durham. Uh-huh. Did his second wife after the health actor? <laughs> I wonder if he read about it. I wonder if they're like pen pals or something. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so anyway, that's the story of Ken Fitz, Hugh, and Catherine. Everybody's and... lives ruined. This kid's lives are ruined. They yep. lost both their parents. Both their parents. They're are all their 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 their. I'm sure social standing in the name. You know who's going to be friends with that well, person? I, well, the the kids. I'm I'm sure people feel sorry for them. You know they didn't do it. I. Yeah, I you mean guess. they'll be stigmatized? I don't yeah, know. The, uh, you know, in that in the in Palo Alto. Oh, you're the yeah, you know, ooh, oh, you're snotty. the Fitzhugh's kid. Oh, well. Anyway, thanks for coming on that. that but yeah, again with the stairs, people. You know, it's not a good place to stage a crime scene. It's just so people that. don't die falling no, down stairs. Because there was the one we did a while ago, and, that's and watch, what, I'll, I'll die falling down stairs. No, good lord, God, don't say that. Spit. No, no, no. But the 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 forensic person on that one is like the likelihood of you dying falling down. They say and, it time and again. It, but but you know what it is? We talked about this before too. So many TV shows and movies, they 
so someone has fallen down the steps and died. And they so use I it. think it's. I think it's. it's uh, yeah, it's like the the the, the myth. Quicksand. The, 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 yeah, that, it's like quicksand. Quicksand was going to play a much bigger Quick, role in my exactly. life than it ever did. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Life. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Good night. Like <laughs> <Good night. laughs>